Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Coming to you from my hometown, the capital of Georgia, home of the 1996 Olympic Games and, of course, the 1995 world champion Atlanta Braves and, most recently, the 2016 NFC champion Atlanta Falcons. Hey, it's the program where we talk sports from Atlanta and around the country. I am your host, Kevin Taylor, so make sure that you Check out every aspect of this program because it's another exciting show, like I told you. But before we get into it, got to tell you how you can find me on social media because I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And the way that you can find me is very easy, Kevin Taylor 98 all three, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Kevin Taylor 98 But now you can find videos under Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. There you'll see the latest video from uh, head coach Paul Johnson after uh, Monday's uh, disappointing defeat uh, by <laughs> Tennessee against Tech. We'll get into that in just a moment. Also, you'll see uh, Bush Jones, his um, post-game comments are on there as well. And, of course, I have a few videos of my own. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, lift my own horn there, but, hey, you know, I got a couple of videos up there. But, uh, you know, you'll be able to see that all on Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor, the YouTube YouTube channel. So make sure that you check that out, all right? On this program, you'll hear comments from Georgia head coach Kirby Smart as they get ready to face the Fighting Irish at Notre Dame in a big primetime matchup. Also, you'll hear postgame comments from Paul Johnson and Butch Jones, as well as my one-on-one interview with Mercedes-Benz Stadium General Manager Scott Jenkins. So make sure that you sit back and relax. And let me tell you what's been going on here recently and what's coming up here in Atlanta sports, right here on Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. And, uh, of course, you know, football season is on the way. September is in full swing. You can tell. And it was an exciting opening week for college football, especially here in the state of Georgia. Georgia won their opening game against Appalachian State in the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic. At the Mercedes-Benz Stadium last weekend, we had number one Alabama looking strong against number three Florida, Florida State, and um, number 25 Tennessee. They came from behind to win against Georgia Tech, 42-41 in double overtime. It was exciting. I was at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and uh, we had a great time this past Monday night. It was a great atmosphere. Got to say a big thank you, though, to uh, the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic committee, also, their staff, featuring Matt Garvey and Dylan Faulkner, thank you so much for the information that you provided and for allowing me to experience uh, a, a, a first-class event this past Monday night on Labor Day night. Now, thank you so much for that. The game featured Georgia Tech suffering their first season opening loss since 2012. That was a 20-17 overtime loss on Labor Day against Virginia Tech. Now, the most notable highlight of the night was uh, – you know, their quarterback, Taquan Marshall, boy, you know, he he played phenomenal. 
played phenomenal. But we'll get back into him in one second, though. But uh, this loss was Georgia Tech's second in 10 season openers under head coach Paul Johnson. The loss also snapped Georgia Tech's four-game overall winning streak and three-game winning streak against SEC opponents. Now, it was a announced attendance of 75,107, and they were treated to a great game. And uh, the Yellow Jackets played in front of their largest crowd in a season opener since 2007. And that was against Notre Dame with just over 80,000 fans there. Now, this double overtime game is the first for uh, Georgia Tech since they played Georgia in 2013 and also a double overtime uh, loss. That was 41-34. Now, the loss is the first overtime defeat since uh, November 30th of 2013, and that was also against Georgia, and that was, like I said, a double overtime game. Georgia Tech, they are now 54-11 overall in 9-5 versus ranked teams where they scored 30 points or more under head coach Paul Johnson. Now, like I told you, the most notable highlight of the night was in his first career start, Tech quarterback Taquan Marshall. He set a school record for the most rushing yards by a quarterback. Yes, this is also after breaking three school records and one ACC record in his first career start. Marshall, who's from Hamilton, Georgia, was also named the ACC Offensive Back of the Week. Now, additionally, Marshall has been uh, named a Manning Award Star of the Week as well, and uh, that that was selected by the All-State Sugar Bowl. Now, the Manning Award Star of the Week recognizes the nation's top eight quarterback performances each week throughout the season, and trust me, he had one of the best performances of the week. Marshall had 249 rushing yards, and they were the most ever by a Georgia Tech or ACC quarterback. Now, breaking the Tech record of 199 yards set by Eddie Prokop versus Tulsa, get this, in the 1944 Sugar Bowl, in the conference record, that was set by Louisville's Lamar Jackson against Texas A&M in the 2015 Music City Bowl. Now, uh, Marshall, who's a junior, he also set school records for rushing touchdowns and carries in a single game, regardless of position. Now, here's some more information about Taquan Marshall. He also set a school record uh, with five rushing touchdowns. The previous record was four. It's been accomplished five times, and that was most recently by Tevin Washington when he played with Tech versus Middle Tennessee, and that was on September 29th in 2012. And also 44 carries, which Marshall had. The previous record was 39. That was set by Robert LeVette versus Tennessee ironically, on October 23rd, 1982. And Jerry Mays, that was against Georgia on December 2nd, 1989. All of those are notable names who, you know, are well-known tech players during their time at school. Uh, now, Marshall's 249 yards with third most in school history and uh, behind 356 by Italy Ivory versus Air Force on November 11th of 1978, and 307 by P.J. Daniels versus, uh, versus Tulsa in the Humanitarian Bowl. That was January 4th, 2004. Now, Marshall is actually the second straight Georgia Tech quarterback to rush for 100 yards in his first career start. Matthew Jordan, if you remember, rushed for 121 yards on 32 carries in his first career start against Virginia Tech last season on November 12th. Now, sophomore B-back Cravante Benson had 124 yards and 26 carries as he became the first Georgia Tech running back to uh, run for 100 yards in his first career start since Marcus Marshall did it 
against Pittsburgh on October 17, 2015, and uh, that was 159 yards and 10 carries. Now, Tech had two 100-yard rushes for the second time in the last five games. Marshall, 143 yards, and Jordan, 121 at uh, Virginia Tech, like I told you last season. Now, uh, let's go to the post-game comments. Let's hear it first from Georgia Tech head coach Paul Johnson after his team suffered this uh, disappointing loss in Monday night. Well, I was certainly disappointed with the outcome. Uh, I think there were some positives that we can build on in the game. Our young guys on offense, I thought, went out and played pretty well. The quarterback, the beatback, uh, you know, it's uh, – the last fumble killed us. I think we've got the game in control down there in spite of being horrendous on special teams kicking the ball. we I think we could have uh, scored there, run the clock down, and I'm not sure they would have had enough time to score twice. But, uh, and, you know, we didn't. They did. You give them credit. The guy knocked the ball out. And at the end there, I, I just felt like that we had a better chance of getting a two-point conversion than we did of stopping them. We weren't. They had scored twice in three plays in the two overtimes. So uh, in the second half, once they got rolling, there wasn't much stopping Now let's hear from Tennessee head coach Butch Jones. Uh, we had way too many negative yards football plays. We were third and long way too many times, and we had way too many drop passes on the perimeter. And, uh, you know, the second half, obviously Marquez Callaway, what can I say about that individual? He sparked us and uh, made some very, very key plays for us, obviously, and then the resolve and resiliency of the defense. You know, even though we, we gave up the amount of yards rushing, uh, we still managed to force two takeaways, and offensively we didn't turn the football over, which is paramount to winning the football game. But, uh, again, I think this football team showed our grit, but we're continuing to evolve. And, um, you know, we talked about three games in 13 days. We have to turn around now with a short work week and uh, get in the kneeling Saturday afternoon. So uh, we have to get a lot better and make tremendous progress, but uh, just really proud of our players. Yeah, rightfully he should because I thought the game was over in the beginning of the second half. But Tennessee, they battled back and they did not give up. To come out victorious over Georgia Tech to, uh, of course, win their first game of the season and drop Tech to 0-1 on the season. Tech will now host Jacksonville State at 12:30 in the flats at Bobby Dodd Stadium on Saturday. Of course, the game is a gold-out game as the fans will have on gold. And uh, so uh, show your team spirit there as you go to uh, Bobby Dodd. If you're going to be in the Atlanta area with uh, wearing gold for sure. All right, now when Georgia – in Notre Dame, for their first and only game, it was in 1981 in the Sugar Bowl. That's when they first met. Now, you know, fast forward to 2017, you know, and back then, well, Georgia won 17 to, to 10, of course, with an after championship game on the line in that one. Of course, like I told you, Georgia won 17 to 10, so, of course, Georgia became national champions. Now, Saturday night in South Bend, that's with number 15, Georgia, who's 1-0, will take on the number 24 Fighting Irish, who's also 1-0. That, that will be their second time playing each other. It's a marquee matchup between two storied schools. Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly feels the same way. Now, for Notre Dame, quarterback Brandon Winbush completed 17 or 30 passes for 184 yards and two TDs, and he ran for 106 yards and scoring his team's 49-16 to win over Temple. And, of course, the first week of the season. 
Running back Dexter Williams ran for 124 yards, and Josh Adams ran for another 161. So Georgia's defensive line will have their work cut out for them to try to slow down the Irish backfield for sure. Now, Georgia quarterback Jake Fromm will make his first college start in place of injured starter Jacob Eason, who's out with a sprained left knee. And what a place to be in. But there's no pressure, right? No, I'm not in the corner. Against Appalachian State, Fromm, who's a former five-star quarterback, completed 10 of 15 passes for 143 yards and a touchdown and looked sharp at times. Leading Georgia on three straight touchdown drives. Can you believe that? Man, and only a freshman. His teammates do have confidence in him and his abilities. Of course, it helps that he also has two premier running backs to carry the ball, and Nick Chubb, who rushed for 96 yards, and Sony Michelle, who ran for 87 against Appalachian State. So both team defenses will have their hands full trying to stop the run for sure. Now let's hear from Georgia head coach Kirby Smart about playing on the road this Saturday against the Fighting Irish. Yeah, we're uh, excited about the opportunity to play a you know a non-conference opponent that's kind of rich in history and uh, tradition, and um, it's a great opportunity for our players to get out and uh, go play in a venue that no other Georgia player has ever been in. And I think these uh, kind of games in college football are what makes it special. So um, we're excited. Had a good week of practice and uh, excited to travel up. All right, you can catch that primetime matchup at 7.30 on NBC. Georgia and Notre Dame should be a great one for sure. I think Georgia will take it, though. I think Georgia is a better team here than Notre Dame. But uh, Notre Dame should have a pretty good season, so don't count Notre Dame out. But I think Georgia should come away with a victory this week. Now, some other notable um, college football games this weekend will play between number 13, Auburn, against Clemson. That will be at 7 p.m., Number five, Oklahoma will play number two, Ohio State, in a big game at 7.30. And I believe you can catch that game on ABC. Number 14, Stanford will play USC at 8.30. You can catch that game on Fox. Now, Clark Atlanta will play locally here in Atlanta. They'll be hosting Central State at 7 p.m. at CAU Stadium. And Morehouse, they'll be hosting the Lane College Dragons at 6 p.m. over at B.T. Harvey Stadium. So, some great college football here locally as well as nationally this weekend. It's Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. And coming up, you'll hear my one-on-one interview with Mercedes-Benz Stadium General Manager Scott Jenkins. So make sure that you stay close for that. Now, speaking of Mercedes-Benz Stadium, it's the home of the Atlanta Falcons. And let's move on to them. As it's their regular season opener in Chicago this coming Sunday against the Bears. The Falcons, well, what can you say? They've been a punchline during the offseason and even on the video board. Yeah, it was reported on the video board for the regular season opener between the Chiefs and Patriots uh, to start the regular season on Thursday night, which the Chiefs embarrassed New England, by the way. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to rub it in. We're not going to rub it in. But, you know, I'm just saying, you know, you want to win your home opener and run after coming off of a Super Bowl win, but it didn't happen, New England. It didn't happen. But like I said, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but now it's time to get down to business, though. It's the regular season where everything counts, of course, and the Falcons, in my opinion, are the favorites to repeat as NFC champions as they finishing 11-5 and a year ago. Now, they kept their core nucleus intact on both sides of the ball and adding speed and strength and free agency with Dontari Poe, 
on the uh, front defensive line, drafted Tack McKinley, who's going to be the outside pass rusher on the other side of Big, Big uh, Beasley, and also linebacker Duke Riley. They added him by drafting him as well in this year's draft. Now, also players such as Deion Jones, Devondre Campbell, Keanu Neal, and Brian Poole will also be expected to take on a much more responsible and leadership role on defense for Dan Quinn. And their improvement, though, has been consistent with being shown by Vic Beasley, Grady Jarrett, and Ricardo Allen from their first and second year. So should be a great uh, uh, season for the Falcons' defense because uh, Dan Quinn talks about being fast and physical, and that's what these guys are all about. Now, as for the Falcons' offense, Wes Schweitzer, he beat out Ben Garland for the starting right guard position. And, of course, that opened up when Chris Chester retired. So, Wes Schweitzer, we'll see what he can do as the season begins. And uh, now for the Bears, uh, well, things are not so optimistic on their end. They finished 3-13 and last season, and that was last in the NFC North. They said goodbye to Jay Cutler, who's now in Miami. Uh, they signed starter Mike Glennon and drafted Mitchell Trubisky with the number two overall pick, which still has some people scratching their heads. But Trubisky didn't look bad in preseason. He did not look bad. So maybe he's starting to be some of that doubt that um, some of the fans had. But there was a lot of doubt there concerning that uh, draft pick for sure. But time will tell about him. Now, the Falcons and Bears, you can catch that game this coming Sunday at 1 p.m. on Fox. Now, some other NFL news. The big news story of the day is Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he has been granted the uh, a win in the legal process in his suspension. Uh, so he was able to get an injection on his suspension. So uh, right now he will be able to play. He was already going to be able to play Sunday night against the Giants, but we don't know how long this injunction will last in his court case with his suspension. But uh, we don't know if uh, the NFL will appeal, which we think they will. So it's going to be tied up for a little while in the courts. But Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott will be able to play past week one in the NFL season. So I know a lot of Cowboy fans are happy about that. So we'll see how this all plays out in his court battle against the league with his uh, six-game suspension. But as it stands now, he is able to play uh, past week one. And it was even reported that he may be able to play throughout the entire season because of the way the court doctors are set up and, uh, you know, hearing testimonies and things of that nature and that could take a while and so forth. So the calendars could be filled. So you just don't know when that could happen. So there's a good possibility that Ezekiel Elliott could be playing all season. But, hey, we'll just have to wait and see. But as it stands now, he will be playing past week one. So, like I said, that was the big NFL story of the day. Now, also this coming Sunday, Atlanta United, they'll be playing their Mercedes-Benz Stadium opener against FC Dallas at 3.30. They'll also have home games this week against New England on Wednesday at 7 p.m. and also Saturday against Orlando at 4 p.m. Of course, those games will be played at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Mercedes-Benz Stadium is a phenomenal uh, state-of-the-art facility. They have so many amenities, and... um, you know, it is it, it's, it's, it's no other stadium, in my opinion, that really is like it. I know a lot of facilities are going up. You've got, you know, uh, the stadium in Arlington, you know, with the Cowboy Stadium. Uh, you got the one going up in, in L.A. for the Rams and Chargers. But Mercedes-Benz Stadium just has a unique feel to it. I'm not just saying that because I'm in Atlanta, but at the same time, 
the the halo board, you know, is is state of the art, and uh, you're able to see the view of the city from one aspect of the stadium. So just a lot to be desired. So if you're in the Atlanta area, try to go on down to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and I think that uh, you'll be uh, very delightfully surprised. Now, here's my interview with General Manager Scott Jenkins that I was able to uh, have with him before Monday night's game with uh, Georgia Tech in Tennessee. It's Taylor Mays Sports with Kevin Taylor. I'm here at the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium located in downtown Atlanta, and I'm here with the general manager of our newest facility, Scott Jenkins. Scott, thank you for being with us on this edition of the program, and uh, just tell us about this wonderful facility. Well, we're standing right in uh, our main entrance, I'll say, inside what we call our front porch. We have this beautiful falcon sculpture. And what I love on a game day is to watch the people come in and just their head goes up when they look at that roof and that video board. And we have so many great amenities for the fans, from fan-friendly pricing to great destinations for good people to come and have food and drink before the game or halftime. Um, so the most rewarding part of it is just see people's reaction because people are loving this place. And uh, just tell us about some of the amenities as well. Well, we have, we're standing right here by Molly B's restaurant, so we got a restaurant with a great view of the field. We've got uh, what we call eight neighborhood bars around the 100 and 200 level concourse, and then we have some major destinations like the Budweiser Beer Garden on the 100 level, the AT&T Perch on the 200 level, and then on the 300 level we have an area called the 100 Yard Club, which is decked out in a football theme around the Falcons. So wherever you are in this building, you have cool places to hang out, and we've got great food and beverage options for everybody. And of course, the uh, video board is what's striking everybody's attention. Just talk about the lighting that, you know, goes into lighting such a large board. Well, you know, it is amazing what goes into that because it's 58 feet high by 1,100 lineal feet. So if you unwound that thing and stood it end to end, it'd be taller than the tallest building in Atlanta to just give you a sense of the scale of how big that board is. And then behind us here on the on the mega column that frames the window to the city, we have a 100-foot tall mega column, that wrap, mega column video board that wraps that. So we've got an unbelievable light show we can put on in here. And the other thing Aesthetically, it's beautiful architecture, but um, we don't have fixed signs. There's no fixed signage in here. It's all LED. So when we want to make this about the Chick-fil-A kickoff game to the SEC championship or Falcons game or Atlanta United, we can push a button and really take the whole building over visually. So no matter where you are in the building, it, there's lots of cool places to hang out and a great experience for all. Yes, yeah, so and like you mentioned, we have the uh, Chick-fil-A kickoff classic. Also, the Atlanta Falcons will be playing their first game on uh, September 17th. The Atlanta United on September 10th. So a lot of things are coming up, and uh, I, I know you're just very excited about that. And uh, how long does it take to kind of do a turnaround for events like that? Well, we're in the midst of a big run here. So we had preseason game Thursday. We had the big game last night, and then we got another big game tomorrow. So uh, we're turning and burning right now, going 24/7 in the building and uh, having a great time. And of course concerts as well coming up. Yeah, we've got Garth Brooks coming in on October 12th. Uh, he'll be playing in the round. We'll have some 80,000 people here, so that's going to be fun. Now, of course, uh, a lot of people are asking about the roof. We talked about this off-air, but tell us about the status of the roof. Yeah, and that's a question everybody wants to know. It's such a dominant feature of the building, and, and we're, we're going to open that thing, and we'll be playing open this fall. Uh, exact date to be determined. Uh, this project is such a beast uh, to design and to construct it, and we were sprinting to the finish line to get ready for the preseason football season and the roof is moving. We've done five construction moves and the last one went extremely well um, and so we're feeling great about it but we're not quite in the automated mode yet and we're still in the hot humid weather uh, of the summer so just as well that we're air conditioning now but we'll have some beautiful fall days to play soccer and football with the roof open. 
And just a couple of things before we let you go. Of course, you have different team stores throughout the concourse as well. Yeah, we do. Our main team store is the 8,500 square foot uh, right inside the, what we call the front porch, which we have gate 2, gate 3, and gate 4. can bring you right into the front porch. Um, two levels. It features United stuff. It features Falcon stuff. And then we have about 10 other locations around the building. So we've tried to think of everything to have the best fan experience possible. And now, speaking of the fans, uh, do you give tours during the week for those who may want to come in and maybe check it out as well? You know, we're going to start a tour program in October. So we're getting okay. through this first run of events, getting the building open, and then we'll have a public tour program that will be open each day. So check out our website, MercedesBenzStadium.com, for information. Come on down here. We'll, you'll have an awesome tour. We've got 180 pieces of art, some, some spectacular art pieces, the Falcon on the front porch yeah. being probably the signature. We have Molly B's Restaurant right here with a great view of the halo board, the roof, and the field, and that'll be open daily for lunch, and of course the store here, so lots to do to come down and have a good time. Well, Scott, thank you so much for being with us on TaylorMade Sports this week, doing a fantastic job, and I know you you can't wait for the NFL season to get started. It's here, so I know you're gonna, you and your staff are going to do a fantastic job as well throughout the season. Thank you, and come and see us soon. All right, that was my interview with Scott Jenkins, general manager of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Thanks so much, Scott for being a guest this week on TaylorMade Sports and also to your staff as well. Now, let me tell you what I mean by Mercedes-Benz Stadium being a phenomenal facility. Let's let's look at it by the numbers. Let's compare Mercedes-Benz Stadium to the Georgia Dome, which actually will be torn down uh, coming up in just a few weeks. But uh, the Dome was built in 1992. Of course, Mercedes-Benz Stadium was you know, is is new built this year. Now the cost to build Mercedes Benz Stadium was one point five billion dollars compared to the Georgia Dome at two hundred and fourteen million. Now you had public and private funding for Mercedes Benz Stadium. The Dome had public funding. Of course you've got public transportation here in Atlanta to get you there. Uh the construction time for Mercedes Benz Stadium was thirty nine months compared to the Georgia Dome at twenty eight months. You have twenty one thousand parking spaces. The dome had nineteen thousand two hundred and eleven. The stadium height is 305 feet. That's 30 stories. The Georgia Dome was 275 feet. That was 27 stories. Field level was just over 1,000 feet above sea level. Atlanta's already above sea level anyway. And the Georgia Dome was 985 feet above sea level. Now, the total stadium square footage is, get this, 2 million square feet. The Georgia Dome was 1.6. Total concrete for Mercedes-Benz Stadium was 150,000 cubic yards compared to the dome at 110,000 cubic yards. It takes 27,000 tons of structural steel to have made Mercedes-Benz Stadium compared to 8,300 tons for the Georgia Dome. The roof size is 14.5 acres for Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 8.6 for the Georgia Dome. Total seating, 71,000 for Mercedes-Benz Stadium that can be expanded to 75,000. And the Georgia Dome has 71,250 total seats, and they can expand the seats there. Club level, now this is, of course, where the teams will make their money on the club seats. 7,600 7, for club seats in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 5,740 for the Georgia Dome. Number of suites. 190 for Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah, teams making their money off the suites as well. Um, Georgia Dome had 171. Concessions, point of sale, 673 for Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 
407 for the Georgia Dome. <laughs> 24 restaurants for Mercedes-Benz Stadium, four at the Georgia Dome. Now, 25 escalators at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 12 for the Georgia Dome. So you can get around pretty good going for each level at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, no doubt about that. Elevators, you have 20 at Mercedes-Benz Stadium compared to nine for the Georgia Dome. The uh, scoreboard square footage, 63,800 square feet. That's first in the NFL. And the Georgia Dome had 4,800 square feet. That ranked 22nd in the NFL. And um, 460 LED sports lights. That's how much it takes to light the halo board for sports lighting. And the Georgia Dome had 832 metal live sports lights. So uh, not the same lighting for uh, the Georgia Dome. It was much less than it is for Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So just a first-class um, facility, state-of-the-art, and ranks first. Ranks first in scoreboard square footage at 63,800. So if you're in the Atlanta area, make sure that you check out Mercedes-Benz Stadium for any event. And like Scott said, you can go in and uh, maybe take a tour coming up in October or Molly Beach restaurant right there. You know, you have a great time. Of course, before we end the program, we've got to say, you know, we've got to keep everyone in South Florida or Florida in our thoughts and prayers for Hurricane Irma uh, because a lot of uh, games were canceled, especially football games this weekend. But uh, we got to think about, you know, family and uh, personal safety before any game. So please keep everyone in South Florida, even here in Georgia. You know, the storm is going to, you know, hit Atlanta, uh, the uh, Category 1 hurricane and the tropical uh, storm uh, by Monday. So we're going to get a lot of wind and rain here in the metro Atlanta area. But we still have to keep everyone in our thoughts and prayers and that God will keep them safe uh, during this time uh, of uncertainty. But uh, we definitely have to keep everyone from that South Florida area, you know, definitely in our thoughts during this time. Thank you so much for being a part of Taylor Day Sports with Kevin Taylor and for listening. Make sure that you take me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at KevinTaylor98, as well as YouTube on the YouTube channel at Taylor Day Sports with Kevin Taylor. Never be discouraged, always encourage, my friends. Until the next time, I'm out. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.